This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks is Rhett Gillins. He's in the restaurant industry and he feels stuck. He wants to start his own software business. So congratulations, Rhett, for your guys' chance to win 100 bucks every Monday morning. Simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now in order to enter and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you subscribed. Okay, many of you heard I made a big league acquisition of a company called Send Later. And I'm a greedy business guy. I didn't want to give away equity to a technical co-founder. So I found my coders on a website called Toptal at NathanLatka.com forward slash T-O-P-T-A-L. I paid over $12,000 to the site to a guy named He Shiming in China, who I've never met, but we're going to build a big business together. I'm taking Send Later public by the time I turn 30. I'll tell you more about Toptal later on in this episode. Nathan Latka here. Tomorrow morning, you're going to hear from Greg Rays, who went from zero to $13 million in agency revenue in just 10 years with his company, Rays Labs. Top Tribe, what is going on? Good morning, everybody. Our guest today is Ben Weta. Now, I've known Ben for a long time. I remember catching football passes over his head for touchdowns on the, on the beaches. He's going to hit me back for that. Uh, he doesn't really need introduction, but I'll tell you what, the guy's genius when it comes to creativity, but it's rare you meet someone that's very creative that also gets business and relationships. He does it. Very well-respected architect, doing a lot of projects up in Boston, working with many, many startups, has a TED Talk, world-renowned. I've learned a lot from the guy. Ben, are you ready to take us to the top? I'm ready, Nathan. So you're working on like 7,000 projects, but what I'd love to focus on, because I think you do this better than anybody else, people, especially on YouTube, kind of fall into the trap of thinking business has to be done a certain way. You're doing something unique. So tell people what you're doing on YouTube and how you're monetizing. So when I when I moved away from architecture and wanted to focus on providing affordable design to the masses, I thought that YouTube would be the right channel to go at. YouTube is sort of the instructional manual for the world, right? If you want to learn how to cook something or make something, you go to YouTube. So I started publishing videos of how to make affordable modern furniture. And so I actually use YouTube as a vehicle for delivering design. Now, like many YouTubers, uh, I'm interested in also monetizing that and getting sponsors. But what I quickly sort of learned is that uh, the real money is in not through sort of selling how many views you get, but in, in uh, doing product integration into the video content itself. Because if you think about it, it's really easy for a big brand to go out and buy a bunch of traffic or buy a bunch of views. They only have to deal with Facebook and do a boosted post or buy traffic from Google, right? What's really hard and complicated is if they want to go out and produce the video content itself. Then they have to talk to an advertising agency. The advertising agency has to hire a video production agency. And then they also have to bring in somebody that actually knows the, the creative substance of the video itself. So there's often three or four entities involved. So I always tell people, even if you don't have a lot of subscribers on YouTube, I got my first branded deals with, with pretty major brands before I even had two of them. Uh, Ryobi and Home Depot. Okay. And just for context, uh, Ben, so people can follow along. What's the website where you're kind of building your brand right now so people can look it up? Homemade-modern.com. Yeah, guys. So it's homemade-modern.com. 
and you, I believe they're probably linked to the, your YouTube channel on homemademodern.com, right? It'll, the videos are embedded pretty much everywhere. So yeah. you'll see them. Yeah. So, so walk us through one of these deals. Uh, in fact, I've got the, if you're cool with it, I've got the one you did with Brit, uh, Brit plus co right at where she, it looks like she posted it and it's the DIY concrete design with, with you. Was that a free thing for you or did she pay you for that? Uh, they paid, they okay. paid me for that. So walk us so through I'll, one of these deals. What do they look like? So for example, let's say, uh, home Depot is probably my biggest, uh, client. Um, and so they'll come to me and they'll say like, Hey, you know, what can you do for us as an influencer? And I'll create like a series of content packages that'll include. So let's say I create like a DIY project, how to build an outdoor kitchen. Mm -hmm. I'll then sort of make a YouTube video, uh, still images that have a step-by-step -step instructions, Instagram posts, Pinterest posts, um, and uh, also sort of short videos, 15 second and 30 second video clips for native uploads to Instagram and Facebook. So rather than just being a YouTube, I'm essentially acting as a production agency and producing a whole suite of content at once. And the reason why that's effective is even for big brands, it's rare that they have a YouTube person that's in charge of YouTube influencers. It's most of the time they group social media into one bucket. Mm -hmm. So if you consider yourself just a YouTuber, you have a hard time interfacing with these big brands who really need a broad spectrum of content across all platforms. So what year did you really start doing this in? Uh, about three years ago, so about 2013. Okay, and what was kind of first year revenue just from these branded deals? Oh, first six months, there was no revenue. Yeah, it's always <laughs> embarrassing, right? Right. And first six months, it took to get to about 10 to 20,000 subscribers on YouTube. Okay. The, the deals then from, were mostly product donations, like just a few thousand dollars of product. So Ray, but, someone would give it, tell me a real story there. Who gave you something free? Uh, Ryobi sent me a bunch of tools. But very quickly, once I had got to about 20,000 subscribers, I was able to sort of say, hey, how about I make, I knew I couldn't pitch them on one video. I said, how about I make 10 videos for you uh, that have all your products integrated into them um, and I'll make you step-by-step and -step still images. And that was my first sort of paid deal. And that was for about 15 to $20,000. That was in 2013. Yeah. And that was, what was interesting about that is that I still did only had about 20,000 subscribers. So it is possible. Most, most YouTubers think that you can't really get paid cash until you have over a hundred thousand subscribers. That's true if you're trying to pitch your value is through the views that you create. But if it's the video and you're giving still images along with that and a whole package of content that would be expensive for that brand to produce, that's where you sort of get the value. When I talk to one of these brands and say, how much do you pay for a commercial? And they'll say, well, if it's a regional commercial, I might spend a hundred to 200,000 on creative agencies, digital or video production, Etc. And then at the end, they get a 30 second video that nobody wants to watch that they paid. So I always tell them, worst case scenario, you're paying me way less than that. You're getting a whole bunch of videos. And if you just want to, and if you think those videos aren't professional enough, because I by no means am a professional videographer, worst case scenario, you then have a perfect template to go to a professional video production. And so you already see what the creative is. And you just use that as the rough draft. Got it. Okay, so that makes sense. So 2013, first deal around 20K. And again, it's, it's really not based just in the views. It's based off kind of the quality of the content you're creating and the story you're telling. Take us take us forward a few years. What was total 2015 revenue? Uh, I was looking at right now, about 180K. Okay. Uh, mostly, my, my rule of thumb for YouTube is that your sort of uh, brand integration money should be about 10 times what your AdSense money is. 
So AdSense is the sort of automatic revenue that you get when you sort of monetize your YouTube videos. So if you're whatever you're making of that, you're you should be making about 10x that in sort of uh, branded content deals. And this is from what I understand. I mean, I've been to your place. I've kind of seen how this works inside. This is a high, high margin thing for you, right? On the 180k, you've already bought the equipment. You're probably getting most of the concrete stuff or whatever the product is donated, right? And then you're just creating content, which frankly you you use kind of in all all over the place for a lot of different things, right? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, there's, there's a lot of added value. I mean, one, I get to fix up my house and that's nice. But the, the main thing is I put most of the money back into it in terms of expanding new tools, hiring more people, because I really want to take this one step up because the one type of content that I'm not doing that most YouTubers are also not doing is long format video. And so that's the big question is how do we go from YouTube to Netflix or to YouTube to Hulu? And so define long form, you mean like multi, like 30, like five 30 minute episodes or like a long video over 22 minute videos. Okay. Okay. So, um, we know that, and and what's really interesting is that a lot of people try to go from YouTube to TV, but then normally somebody else is in charge of the creative. The audience is different. You don't have search to rely on to sort of give you views. Um, you have to get people to sort of click over to that channel. Um, so most of the, you know, the sort of money that, that comes in is going towards sort of how do we sort of both add new tools and facility like robots that can cut stuff with lasers, which helps us on the design side to also figuring out how do we sort of elevate our production assets so that we can really move up the chain. And, and when we, then when we go to a brand, we're not just offering them YouTube and digital, we're also off offering them integration into full length TV style Blue, shows, Netflix, et cetera. Yeah. What is the, so someone's listening right now. They're going, I really like this, this concept Ben's doing. I'm sick of this stupid AdSense revenue, which I don't even like anyway. Who they have a list of companies they'd love to work with. Who is like the person that they should find on LinkedIn at that company to reach out to? Like what's that person's title? It's all different. Right. And often agencies, uh, often these brands have agencies that they work with too. So, what it is, is to look at their, you know, you always, uh, I always suggest reverse engineering it, look at their social media footprint, find the patterns, track them down and just send messages on Instagram and things like that. The other thing that doesn't hurt. What would the Instagram message say? I, I am a, I am, I post videos all the time of me making smoothies. I always use a Nutribullet. I want to reach out to Nutribullet. Exactly. What's the message? Uh, no, I, I would say exactly that. I would, I would message Nutribullet and say, Hey, I would first, I would. I wouldn't tell them. I would first show them, not tell them what you're going to do. So with all the brands, I did post with their products in it first, rather than tell them that I would do it. So they could see it in the native environment. Then I just sent them a message with a link to the YouTube video and say, hey, I already did it. This is how it worked. I could do more of this. So I'm uh, not okay. asking them to believe that I could do it. I'm just doing it. Just like good I, sex. I, you got to tease them first. Well, I'll let you. I'll let you speak to that. You're the expert. From, from <laughs> you guys can't see other. his face. You just got to look at this big smile right now. No, but it's uh, <laughs> it's, it's show them, show them that you can do it. And what I find is that I, it's more stressful for me to actually create a presentation where I'm trying to convince people that I could do something just than do just to do a demonstration. Just show them, yeah. right? With with Ryobi, I showed them that I could put their tools and videos, get really positive response. And also get people to take action from those videos and actually build the projects I was showing them how to build. So how many customers, it's 2016, how much revenue we do just from this branded content stuff this year, uh, projected? 
this year, probably about about 200, a little over 200K. Okay. Uh, from about six to eight clients. That's what I was going to You're reading my mind. So about six to eight clients. Um, how do you, what's the method? If you only, you're making, you're doing all kinds of things. I know some of the other products you're in, but if you want to just scale this business, is there a way to, how would you scale it? If you want to do a million just in branded placements next year, how would you do that? Well, I think scaling is, uh, it's, it's personal to what your skill sets are. So I'm not a good people manager. I'm a good creative. I'm a good producer. So for me, scaling would be finding, I don't want to manage people. I always want to be hands-on. I love working with power tools. For, so for me, the scaling that I've started doing is hiring people that are generalists just like me. So people that can design a project, produce a video, edit it, and then post it. I don't want to have a team of assembly line production. I, that would actually be more efficient from a sort of, you know, total sort of business view, but it would also eliminate the reason I got into this in the first place. And it wouldn't sort of leverage my skill set because then I wouldn't be designing and making uh, content. Mm -hmm. And can you add, I mean, can you add in like multiple products per video? Like, can you add products? Can you charge more per video? What, what would enable you to grow that way? I love the way you're thinking, because that's actually like a technique that uh, we use a lot where we'll stack products, right? And so we'll often try to find two or three brands that are compatible. So if we're working with Home Depot, we also want to work with products that are sold within Home Depot. And so even if you're not getting paid for all, by all of them, you can at least tell them and they'll probably put some promotional effort behind it. So it, even if, uh, I'm, you know, if I'm doing a video for Home Depot, and quick reach in it, which is a concrete company. And let's say they're not paying me for that video. I'll still tell them and let them know and give them dimension yeah. because they're likely to promote it on their social medias. And sometimes they'll even put like a boosted post behind it on Facebook. So it's still about sort of collecting and acquiring assets. Now, obviously it's really ideal when you can stack multiple uh, branded content fees within one video. That's great. And that happens sometimes. Um, but I think the key is to always just sort of say, I look at it this way, right? In the particular type of content I do, brand and product mentions, they aren't getting in the way. They're actually essential. Yep. Because like, I had people, I had, I love that you said that, Ben, because somebody hit me the other day. They said, Nathan, you never have sponsors on your podcast. You, at the beginning, you said you'd never want sponsors. And then they said, now you have it. Why do you do it? And I said, it's very simple. I was talking about them anyway. Like it's easy because I was, it's easy for me to storytell about them. Right. It's, it's, it, to me, it seems dis. Now, my, my content is instructional. It shows people how to do things. We're basically providing uh, recipes for how to make your own furniture. So yep. if you don't list the ingredients, it's a little bit hard to follow the recipe. Uh, if you're, you know, if you're, uh, uh, it, it, there's a reason why chocolate chip companies use chocolate chip cookie recipes to sort of sell their products, because it's actually a very authentic way to do it. Makes perfect sense. Ben, as you keep building this thing, where's the best place for people to connect with you online? Um, probably Instagram is the most real time where I update. I really love Instagram stories. Uh, that's also a great way to sort of actually do a lot of brand shout outs without clogging up your uh, Instagram permanent feed now. <laughs> so I, I love that. Thank you. I use Snapchat less now. Um, so yeah, Instagram at Benjamin Ueda is the best place to stay up to date with me. And I normally answer my messages on there. All right, guys, very quickly, many of you heard I acquired Send Later at NathanLatka.com forward slash Send Later. And here's the thing. I don't want to hire a big team. I'm a business guy, though, so I need developers. So what I did is I found this little website. I found this guy named He Shiming. I paid him over $12,000 to help me keep building this business, which I will take public by the time I turn 
30. So it's called Toptal. Okay, and what Toptal does, it's a network of elite pre-vetted software developers. Basically, I told Toptal what I was looking for. They search their network for the best people. They even test the candidates, which saves me time. And then they just said, Nathan, here, use this candidate. They meet your individual needs and boom, I'm off to the races. So once you pick someone on Toptal, you can start working with them the next day. Now, for my people, Toptal's offering a no-risk trial period that you can get at nathanlatka.com forward slash T-O-P-T-A-L. Again, nathanlatka.com forward slash Toptal to get started. This is perfect if you're a business person listening that doesn't know how to incentivize or find a technical co-founder. Go to nathanlatka.com forward slash Toptal and get started building your app now. Okay, Top Tribe, I have to tell you, many people go, Nathan, you came out of nowhere, your website's growing so fast, how'd you do it? The answer is simple. So I use HostGator, I don't know if you guys know that, but I use HostGator, and the reason I do, they have like about 4,500 free templates I can use, because I don't code. They've got a great e-commerce plugin, and guys, I bug the heck out of their support. They've got 24-7 support, which I love. So what I've done is I've worked with them, you guys know I make great deals. If you go to HostGator.com forward slash Nathan, you can sign Sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45-day money-back guarantee. Okay, again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. Okay, top tribe, we'll link to that in the show notes at nathanlatka.com forward slash the top 446. Again, forward slash the top 446. And additionally, if you enjoyed uh, this episode so far with Ben, I highly recommend you go back and listen to episode 10 because Ben breaks down uh, the creative way he invested 250 grand to make 1.5 million on a Boston real estate deal he did, which was just really smart how he used kind of zoning laws and some kind of hidden value to make that work. That's nathanlatka.com forward slash the top one zero. All right, Ben, it's time for the famous five. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Number one, favorite business book. Um, I don't read a lot of business books because I, I find them kind of boring or creative, creative also, book. So, but I would suggest the books that, uh, Ben Mesrick wrote. So he wrote the accidental billionaires, which is what the Facebook movie, uh, social network was based off of. Okay. And he also wrote about the the MIT blackjack dealers. So they're great cautionary studies and he captures not just how they succeed, but how that success impacts their life. And I like to see that as a person that's not just trying to have a good business life, but have a good life in general. So that's Ben Mesrick. B, yeah, great. M-E-S-R-I-C? M-E-Z. Got it. Cool. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, not really. Okay. I, I don't, I'm not going to be a CEO, right? Like <laughs> you don't, I'm not, I don't plan on my company getting much more than 10 employees. So I don't really need to follow people that are used to managing, you know, hundreds. And if you call yourself a CEO and you have less than 10 employees, come yeah. on, man, <laughs> come on. Let's not get it. <laughs> number, I love that. Number, number three, is there a favorite online tool you have like HostGator? Uh, I really like this app called Stellar. It lets you make little mini eBooks. It's a great tool for creatives that feel like they're struggling to build an audience on Instagram because they can't capture everything in oh, one you image. You showed me this. It was beautiful. It's a really cool app. It's a great way for people that are maybe if they're like a, uh, an up and coming chef that wants to open a restaurant, you can publish little recipes. If you're a, a designer, you want to show not just what your product looks like, but the ethic behind it and how it's made. It's a and it's also embeddable in Twitter and, you know, all the other social media, Facebook. Are you, and all an, are you an investor? No, no, no. I'm just a user. I enjoy it. Do you know the CEO? Do you know the creators? Uh, I know some of the team that worked on it graphically and they're, 
they're nice. I think they're owned by a, like a larger sort of app company. Do you ever think the other- of doing stuff like that? Like, do you ever think about like all the stuff you're touching? Like you're, you're using branded placement kind of as a, a thing now, but you're mentioning these kind of other tools and things. Do you ever think about buying up other things like this and growing them or no? Uh, I think about it, but then I think that I, I like, you know, this is, and, and I like talking to you, but this is probably the least enjoyable part of my day. And this is short <laughs> and pretty fun. So after this, I'm going back to the workshop and playing with robots that can cut stuff. You guys can't see him, but he is in, I believe it's the third floor of this loft he bought, this place he bought in Boston. And it's, he calls, what do you call it? The cloud bed or something like that. <laughs> it's like this, this bed, it's beautiful because it has natural light coming in, but there's a screen around it. And it just looks like he's an angel or something floating. Yeah. I, Ben talking numbers is like, it, it, it's like not his thing. That's why I love Ben talking to you because you get me off my data, you know, soapbox and make me think more creatively. <laughs> well, I think that, I think that's an important part, right? Like creatives, you, you need to work with numbers, but they don't have to be your primary concern. You have to have concepts of, you know, the basic business ones, but I see the mistake that a lot of creatives make in business is that they'll read these sort of books that are, that are written by people with a totally different mindset. And they often undermine their competitive advantages by trying to follow these other sort of rules that are meant for people that can't create original things out of their head. Mm-hmm. Makes good sense. Hey, number uh, four, yes or no, do you get eight hours of sleep every night? Uh, about six and a half. Okay, cool. And uh, situation, married, single, do you have kids? Uh, not married, no kids. That you know uh, of, right? I'm, 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 I think I would know. And I'm considering <laughs> getting uh, some chickens for... Uh, my yard. <laughs> there you go. That counts. And how old are you? Uh, I just turned 38. I, I still can't believe that. It's unbelievable. All right. Last question. Take us back 18 glorious years, Ben. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Uh, just, just to be nice and patient with people. Um, I think when you're, when you're, you're young, uh, there's a tendency just to sort of get frustrated and go fast and, you know, be really ambitious. Um, and the only thing I would, I would, I would sort of go back and say is just, just be a little bit nicer and a little bit more intellectually generous and don't try to win every conversation and prove every point. Um, because no one really cares if you're the person that's right all the time. They, they'll, they'll remember you by like how nice you were to them. So you want to be exactly opposite of Nathan Latka, not cutthroat, not mean to everybody, not winning everything opposite. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> ben, I'm just playing with you, man. This is a great story. I'm glad you came on. Folks, you just heard it from Ben. Be nicer, treat people better. And again, look for outcomes that really blend things that you're already storytelling about. He's one of the best storytellers I know at homemade-modern.com. Launched in 2013 to 20 grand. 2015 did over 180 grand. And in 2016, with six to eight clients he's working with, we'll do about 210 grand with creative storytelling, specifically on YouTube and other outlets. Ben, thank you for taking us to the top. My pleasure. If you enjoyed Ben today, go back and listen to Timothy Sykes yesterday. He walks us through how he does 20 million in info product revenue, and that was all in 2015, via his, and he uses the word, degenerate customers. Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars, and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. 
Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday.